Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane, a mother of two living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. This week, I have such a wonderful surprise for you all. I have Bee Johnson on the podcast. Bee is the author of the best-selling book, Zero Waste Home, and she will be giving us insight into her adoption of a zero-waste lifestyle, as well as sharing some tips and tricks on how we can incorporate some of her methods for ourselves. So we've discussed zero waste on a previous episode, but this episode will focus more on Bee's experience and how exactly she's implemented this in her lifestyle. Hi, Bee. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm really excited to have you on here. I know you're someone I've wanted to speak with for a while now, and I know you have so much wisdom to give to us in regards to zero waste. So I've provided listeners with a brief overview of your bio, but I just wanted to allow you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what initially piqued your interest in a zero waste lifestyle. Well, uh, what happened is that in, uh, in 2006, we were living out in, uh, in the suburbs. So we had to drive to go everywhere, to go to the grocery store, schools, restaurants. And we missed the life that we had, uh, we had experienced in the big cities we had lived in. We had lived, we had lived in London, Amsterdam, Paris, and we missed being able to walk to things. So we decided to relocate, but before finding the right place, uh, the right uh, house. We rented an apartment for one year and we only uh, moved in with the necessities. And it's during that year that we discovered that um, when you live with less, then you have more time, more time to do what's important to you. And so uh, once we did uh, find the right house, we got everything out of storage and uh, we let go of about 80% of our belongings because we realized that we didn't need all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, it also allowed us to find time to read books and watch documentaries on environmental issues. And what we discovered made my husband and I sad thinking about the future that we as parents were creating for our children. And, And that's what gave us the motivation to change. So at first we watched our energy consumption, then water consumption, and eventually I turned towards our trash. And in trying to find ways to reduce it, one day I found the term zero waste, which back then it was not a term that was associated with a a lifestyle. It was a term used in a manufacturing world or a term used uh, to describe waste management at a city level. But uh, just seeing that term, though, gave me a goal. But there were no books, no blogs, no guide on how to eliminate trash at home. So I had to test a lot of things. Uh, We tested a lot of extremes, uh, went through some crazy path. But eventually, we found a balance that worked for us. We found solutions that we could stick to in the long run for life. And that's when zero waste became a lifestyle. Then, of course, from there, I wrote a book, which uh, got picked up by the media. And then I wrote a book, which is now translated in 26 languages. And from there, a zero-waste lifestyle movement emerged. Yeah. So what would you say the biggest impact has been in switching to this lifestyle? I know you said you had a lot more free time to kind of focus on what matters. But what, what would you say is the biggest impact? 
Yeah, we found that the zero waste lifestyle is not just good for the environment, as one would have imagined, uh, but it's also uh, been the complete opposite, actually, of what we thought it would be. Uh, we uh, found that it's, uh, that it's also good for our health, because thanks to this lifestyle, we've eliminated all toxic products from our lives. For example, we clean the house with uh, white vinegar and water, and uh, we also use Castile soap, which is a natural type soap, you know, Dr. Bronner's, uh, which we use to wash our hands, wash dishes, wash the floor. So, uh, you know, little by little, we basically eliminated all toxic products. So that has had a big impact on our health. Um, I used to have chronic eye infections. And since I started making my own mascara, so since 2012, I have not had one eye infection. Oh, wow. And my husband had chronic sinus infections. And since we adopted this lifestyle, they've also completely gone away. Also, we found that uh, thanks to this lifestyle, we're saving a huge amount of money. My husband uh, actually calculated that it's 40% on our overall spending that we're saving with this. And, and then it's uh, obviously money that we can spend wisely on activities, on uh, moments spent together as a family, and that to us is what makes life richer. Yeah, absolutely. We always say that we value experiences over things, and I just... I can see how that would really make a big impact on gaining more experiences. Yeah, and it's exactly to me the, the best advantage of this lifestyle is having discovered a life that is based on being mm -hmm. uh, instead of having. So it is indeed a life that's based on experiences instead of things. And uh, that definitely once you eliminate consumption and replace it or fill your life with uh, enriching activities and experiences or even volunteering, uh, then uh, it's, it's amazing how much an epiphany becomes and how much richer your life becomes. Mm -hmm. Do you feel as though there's a growing interest in zero waste? Uh, most definitely. It's uh, become exponential. As uh, you know, again, when we got started, you know, no one was doing this. We got super hammered with criticism. Mm -hmm. People said, you know, if, did, if people didn't see pictures of us, they said, oh, these are hippies living in the woods. Mm -hmm. uh, we had, we, we faced a lot of uh, misconceptions associated with a environmentally friendly kind of way of living. And people definitely thought that this, we were doing it only for environmental reasons and that it probably, you know, was just costing us too much. And that's what especially people were saying during the recession. And people, you know, also said, you know, I'm sure this is uh, taking them too much time. I don't have time to do all this. But it's simply because people did not know what a... But the term zero waste itself meant, and uh, they didn't know, of course, uh, what it was associated with a lifestyle because, you know, it simply had not been presented to them. Mm -hmm. But as uh, as we got more and more uh, exposure from the media, you know, whether it be uh, the Today Show, People Magazine, uh, you know, all the big CNN and the, all those big uh, media really allowed us to share what we were doing and especially to shatter the misconceptions associated with this lifestyle. And once people saw how we live, they're like, wow, if that's what the zero waste lifestyle looks like, I want to do zero waste. So we started inspiring people. But then as we started uh, inspiring people in different parts of the world, then these people in themselves were able to inspire other people where they lived. And they were able to show that it is uh, zero waste is also doable in whatever part of the world that they're living in. So now there are, uh, there are hundreds and thousands of people that are doing this throughout 
throughout the world. It's not just people that have adopted this lifestyle uh, at home, but it, they, some of them have also opened unpackaged stores and those are popping up all over the world. They are large corporations that are paying attention to what we're doing. A couple of weeks ago, Haagen-Dazs, uh, Unilever, um, Pantene and Axe deodorant all uh, mentioned that they were now gonna sell their products in reusable packaging. In mm. you know, instead of having a, a disposable Haagen-Dazs container, they're gonna be selling it in a reusables, which is you know, in a stainless container, which is uh, to us a big, big win. Absolutely. This is a little bit off topic, but just thinking about that. So I'm thinking about someone, a major corporation such as Amazon and all the packaging that I get if I order just a couple of things from there. Do you ever foresee them cutting back on that? Do you think that people are going to complain enough or just value this enough that we'd see a shift in even those major corporations? Yeah, well, I'm actually uh, glad you mentioned Amazon because uh, they're one of the people amongst uh, or just like uh, Starbucks or uh, IKEA or even the UN that have uh, that have come to me, uh, you know. Of course, seeing that this uh, movement is uh, growing exponentially, they they can't ignore it, and it's their best interest to to adapt to it. So, um, you know, they've come forward to have my input on their products or what they can do to basically appeal uh, and adapt to this growing market. So. It's, of course, when I when I go into these big corporations, uh, my job is not to tell them how to run their businesses. That's not my expertise. Uh, my expertise is, is how to do zero waste at home, mm-hmm. and I'm able to give them my point of view, uh, to share with them exactly, to, to take them through our thought process when we make decisions, uh, basically consumption deci- decisions in our home, and from there they can uh, they can adapt their businesses. So it's uh, really exciting to see that they're paying attention and uh, that indeed that they're adapting. Of course, it's not as fast as a household can adapt change, but I definitely see change. I, I have a very positive outlook on things. Once you're uh, when you're part of the solution, you can see things changing and you definitely have a positive outlook on things. No, that's really encouraging to hear because that's always been something that's just really bothered me that I know it's it makes sense for their companies in certain ways, but it just seems like it's a waste. So that's really good to hear. Well, the great thing is, so if we see the less we buy, the less you know, the less uh, packaging or boxes or whatever wrapper we have to worry about. So uh, this is uh, why I, uh, you know, I take my followers and readers through my uh, methodology of five rules which one is uh, to refuse the things that we do not need. You know, today in this consumer society, we're the targets of many promotional goods, uh, whether it be a plastic bag, a free straw, a, a business cards, or, uh, you know, the, the, the shampoo bottles in a hotel. All these things are creating a demand every time we use them. So it's important to learn to say no to these things on the spot. Uh, not only are we able to stop the demand, but we're also stopping these things from coming into our home and and uh, stopping them from cluttering our space. Then the second rule is to reduce, and that means letting go of all the things we do not really use or need in our home to um, then make it available to the community. These things in themselves are valuable resources. When we let them go, uh, the community can have access to it, and it boosts the second-hand market, which is very important for a future of zero waste. 
Then the third rule is to uh, reuse, and that means swapping anything that is disposable for a reusable alternative. So swapping paper towels for rags, swapping paper napkins for cloth ones, or uh, menstrual products for reusable ones, disposable razors for reusable ones, etc., etc. There is really a reusable alternative on the market for anything that is uh, disposable. So, so the solutions are there, but it's also uh, reusing for us also means buying secondhand, and so. So uh, obviously, when you buy secondhand, you're creating, uh, you know, you're also uh, creating a demand for more secondhand products. Uh, you're boosting that, but also you're stopping a lot of packaging from coming into your home. And finally, the the, the last two rules is to recycle. But uh, you know, this lifestyle is not about recycling more, but less by preventing waste from coming into our homes in the first place, which is done with my first three R's. And finally, it's rot, which is composting the rest. I think that when you break it down in those steps, it makes it a lot more approachable and you can see that it's so much easier to apply to these areas. I just sometimes think that it can be overwhelming, but I love how you've broken it down. It just seems like anyone can just start with those steps. Yeah, the, and the more you refuse, the less you'll have to reduce. The more you reduce, the less you have to reuse. The more you reuse, the less you have to recycle and rot. So it's really, uh, it's really very, very important to uh, adopt these rules in order because that's what will get you to zero waste. That's what you know has proven uh, in our household to uh, get us to zero waste. Mm -hmm. So just a little bit of practical wisdom that I wanted to see if you share with us. I wanted to quickly run through a few areas of our household to see if you had just some quick tips to apply the zero waste approach. So I have about seven areas if you just have like a tip or two. So for the kitchen, what's a quick tip that you'd give on how to start going zero waste? That's easy. Uh, build a, uh, a kit of reusables. And uh, basically what we take with us to the grocery store, three totes. You don't need, I mean, you have to figure out how many you need for your family. But for our family of four, we found that all we need is three totes. Uh, if you don't buy the packaging, uh, you're not bringing in air, uh, cardboard. Uh, and, you know, like let's say for the cereal box, you have cereal a bag filled with air and then a cardboard box. This all takes a lot of room. When you buy uh, in bulk using your own containers, then you know it's uh, your uh, your grocery uh, shopping is much uh, much more reduced. You you don't have to bring as much stuff home somehow. Uh, but also you know you, you basically what we bring are uh, totes, uh, glass jars for anything wet like meat, fish, deli, cheese. Uh, we bring uh, mesh bags for produce, cloth bags for anything dry like flour, salt, sugar, cereal. And if you don't know where to buy a bulk around you, I've created a bulk finder. It's a, uh, a tab on my blog, zeroasthome.com, that has allowed for the global zero waste community to share all the bulk locations that they've discovered throughout the world. Uh, there are 46,000 uh, locations in 160 countries that have been entered. So, uh, wow. you know, it's definitely, they call it the most useful for zero waste tool. So don't be afraid to use it. It's um, uh, it, will, it will show you where bulk is near you. Absolutely. That's I'll put that link in our show notes because that's very helpful. All right. So the bathroom, what are your tips for there? Uh, in the bathroom, very simple things. It's really going back to basics. And of course, everyone has different hair and complexion and you'll have to find what works for you. Uh, I give a lot of uh, alternatives um, in uh, my book, uh, Zero Waste Home. But to us, for example, what's been great and kind of an epiphany is to be able to replace um, uh, shampoo, facial cleanser, 
uh, body cleanser and also shaving cream with just one generic bar of soap. The first time you use it, it's going to be weird uh, and your hair will probably uh, need about uh, seven days to get used to it. But once you have it down, it's like the best thing. Because when we travel, we don't have to use all the shampoo uh, or conditioner samples that they offer. Mm -hmm. I don't even use a conditioner anymore. So that also means that I don't have to buy that stuff in bulk. I don't have to, you know, log around those containers. And it's just super simple. We just uh, are using the one generic uh, bar of soap that's sold unpackaged in our health food store. No, that's great. I think people are just scared of the, not the cultural norm and that's so anti-culture, but I think that you just kind of have to jump in. And like you said, it may just take a week to get used to it, but it's so much more valuable in the long run. I mean, and they are, they are also another alternative, for example. Uh, I mean, I don't want to, you, you asked me to give you one or two tips. Oh, yeah, no, like, I can talk for hours, Absolutely. obviously. But uh, for example, for deodorant, uh, we use an Allen stone. And that's just, uh, you know, uh, a mineral. You just have to wet it, use it. And then it's amazing how much it, I mean, how well it works. It cuts the odors. And we've been using that same stone since 2008. So you can imagine how many tubes of deodorant we've been able to eliminate with this. So it's not just, a, you know, uh, we're not just, uh, you know, eliminating packaging from coming into our home, but it's also uh, all those tubes of deodorant that we haven't had to go to the store to buy, so it saves time, but also the money that we are saving not buying them. So uh, again, they're very simple solutions that, you know, maybe our grandparents used to do that have been forgotten uh, through this consumer society, but once you use them, you just beat yourself for not having done it earlier. Absolutely. What about the home office? Well, there, I mean, in the home office, it's really a question of dealing with uh, typically of it's a question of going paperless. So in my case, I am completely uh, paperless in my office. And of course, when we started, you know, it was 11 years ago, so it was uh, much harder back then. Now you have so many great apps. I mean, I, I use Dropbox for everything. And of course, having too much in your Dropbox is not going to simplify your life either. So I personally stick to the free uh, Dropbox um, uh, allowance. And uh, uh, so I, I am I am uh, military like, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to declutter also um, uh, my inbox, my Dropbox, whatever files I have on my computer, uh, because of course, all this has a, uh, you know, an environmental impact if you're just uh, logging around or keeping uh, too much, uh, too many digital files. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for any contract I use, you know, I sign all my contracts online. I just, it's a very easy these days. I mean, whether it, it is through eliminating uh, your bank statements and doing it all online or doing basically uh, contracts or whatever, it's really easy to eliminate it. Um, the only, the, really the paper that keeps coming into our house comes from the kids' schools. Mm, that's a tough thing to cut back on, but I have noticed just even with my preschooler, if there's, I actually shared this with some of our listeners, but I'll take a, a screenshot with my phone of the calendar and that way I don't have to bring paper into our house. I just screenshot everything as I pick her up and it's been really helpful. So because oh, they write the they write the calendar and Yeah, and they send home well, one with everyone. So now I just don't take that with me. I only have one date every few months that I need. So there's no point in having several pieces of paper for all these names that I don't need. But <laughs> yeah. All right. So we touched on groceries, bringing your own bags was your great tip for that. What about with pets? 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, our, our pet, we, we do have a, a chihuahua, so uh, we've reduced the dog, obviously. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the smaller the dog, the easier it, it is, um, honestly. Zizou is a really part of our system, though, because uh, there is not one plate that goes in the dishwasher before he's had a chance to lick it. So uh, he's a really part of our system. He's our pre-washer. And uh, he only it's you uh, only go to his kibbles if he's desperate. Like if uh, we haven't uh, left enough on the plate, and we're the kind of people obviously that don't waste food. Mm-hmm. Um, but he loves to lick the pots. You know, even he loves when I make cauliflower soup, and he'll just spend like half an hour licking the whole pot. Um, and uh, but for kibbles, though, this is one of the categories that I have on on my bulk app because it was uh, it's one of those items that is not easy to find in bulk and uh, so we do buy ours in bulk and it's actually thanks to my app that I was able to find one um, uh, close by and that you know location that someone shared and so you know he, he barely touches his because we'll, we'll give him food scraps he's not uh, he's definitely not, not an overweight dog and we actually think that people food is actually healthier for him than uh, cables are. I could see At that. least we know what's in it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a lot of filler in dog food, so that's a really good point. And then the last one I have for you is the yard. Is there a way we can be zero waste in taking care of our yards? Yeah, so what we've done in our house is uh, we've uh, installed a gray water system, and it was so I mean, much che- uh, so much cheaper than what I thought it was gonna be, and uh, uh, it's uh, I we really wish same thing that we had done it earlier. Uh, basically, it's uh, diverting the water from uh, our washes and our uh, showers and basically the sinks to irrigate our plants, and it's a really an awesome system. Um, of course, uh, you can also install um, some uh, rain uh, catchment systems uh, where we live. It actually doesn't make a lot of sense. We live in California where we get all the rain at once so we were discouraged into getting one of those systems because they said you know you're going to install one big giant piece of plastic that's going to get filled over like the course of one or two days you're going to use that water so it's just the environmental impact is actually not interesting uh, at least where we live but uh, which is why we then opted instead for a gray water system now if you don't want to go through that trouble or maybe you're in a rental and you're not able to do that then uh, you can just put uh, you know, uh, put a bucket of water uh, in your shower waiting for the shower to heat. You can use it on your plants or you can also whatever water you've uh, boiled your vegetables in or steam your vegetables with, uh, you can also put it straight onto your plants. Same with uh, coffee grounds. Uh, those are again a lot of uh, the different uh, little tips that I mentioned in my book. But again, it's uh, you know this lifestyle really, I, I should say that the zero waste really becomes a lifestyle when you let it simplify your life and not complicate it. So really adopt alternatives that you can see yourself doing in the long run for life. Uh, and that to me is probably the, you know, the, the, the thing that has made zero waste so, so easy, automatic and something we just don't think about and don't even need to talk about in our house because it's, uh, it's just part of what we do. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. I know I only have you for a few more minutes, so I want to bring it back to where mommy podcast. And I know that some of this, like I said, can seem overwhelming or unapproachable, especially with little children. So do you have any quick tips on how we can create less waste when it comes to our children? 
Well, yeah, I mean, for the kids, uh, if you think about it, actually, zero waste is more about the decisions that you make outside the home uh, than the decisions you make inside the home. So it's actually the the parents that have the power to bring zero waste to the household. It's the person that consumes for the household that has the choice to either, uh, one, not consume, or two, consume differently by buying food unpackaged using your own containers or buying the necessities secondhand. And uh, in our household, since I'm the one that was making those decisions, zero waste actually went completely unnoticed to my kids. I think a lot of parents are uh, waiting and, uh, you know, they're thinking, well, my kids are too young, I can't do it, you know, it's, uh, uh, they're the ones that are wasteful. No, I don't agree with that at all. It's up to the parents to bring zero waste to the household. It's up to us to bring those solutions. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's up to us to teach them how to do zero waste so that when they leave the household, they have the tools to do it if they choose to do it when they grow up. Um, you know, when I give talks in schools, I have kids asking me what we do with our handkerchiefs. They ask me if uh, if we compost them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, no, we actually wash them or reuse them. And they're like, oh, you, that's gross. Like, But this is a generation that does not know what handkerchiefs are. Mm-hmm. They've never seen them. They've never used them. They, if, if you give them handkerchiefs, they would not know what to do with them. So those are the kind of simple solutions that we need to bring back on the market. We need to teach our kids so that they have the tools to do zero waste and, the, and to, to build a zero waste future. So think about buying your food in bulk, involve your kids in your bulk making decisions. Next time you go to the grocery store with uh, your own containers, bring your kids with you, let them pick whatever cereal, whatever cookie they want in bulk, and uh, you'll find that they'll adapt to those products very quickly and they won't miss the one that you've gotten them used to. No, that's wonderful advice. It's live by example. So, well, I could talk to you for hours. This is so fascinating, but I know we're on a schedule. So if our listeners want to learn more about you or to read your book, how can they find you? Well, so I'm uh, on social media, of course, under the name Zero Waste Home, which is also the name of my book. Uh, it's available on paper, electronic, whatever uh, works for you. And uh, please, actually, uh, if uh, you do get the book, please, please pass it on because that's how we'll get to a Zero Waste Society. Mm. Well, I so appreciate you coming on today and taking the time for us. I know listeners are really going to enjoy this. Thanks so much for having me. It was really a pleasure. All right, guys. After hearing all of that fascinating information from B, are you ready to live a more zero-waste lifestyle? I want to know. I invite you to keep the conversation going by visiting our website, minimalistmompodcast.com. You can also find Minimalist Moms on Facebook and Instagram at Minimalist Moms Podcast. If you'd like to receive show notes via email, text the word minimalist to 444-999. Thank you for joining up on this journey, and I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.